Hey everybody, welcome to California Haunts Radio. My name is Charlotte, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, we can help you out. It may take us a day or so to get to you because California is a really, really big state. And give me one second here. There we go. Okay. Looks like we're not live on Twitch tonight, so something went wrong with that. So let me check real quick. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what they want. <sighs> One of those nights. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, as I was saying is uh, California is a big state. You know, a lot of people think of California being like Hawaii, you know, lots of surfers and things like that. Well, it is like that. Southern California, where it's really warm. You get up towards Northern California, and the guys are starting to wear wetsuits because it, 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 it it's chilly. It's really cold up there. But again, like I said, we've got a lot of coastline. We've got mountains. We've got high desert. We've got low desert. We've got a lot of farmland. We've got a lot of rural stuff besides farmland. So that's why, even though we have people up and down the state, we may not be able to get to you for a day or two. But what we do have in that case is I do have psychic mediums on staff. Who can phone you and just and discuss what may or may or may or may not be going on in your house or business? And they then in most cases they can settle the energy down and what's going on until we get there. So it won't take us more than two days to get to you, I guarantee. So if you're interested in that, check us out. You can find you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio. You can find us on Instagram under Ghosty Gal, which would be my Instagram account. You can find us over on Twitter under California Haunts. You can find us on Twitch under Cal Haunts. And you can find us over on TikTok as California Haunts. So we're easy to find. Now, that being said, uh, as you know, I'm trying to build up my followers. So if you're on Facebook tonight and you like what you hear and see, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done, if you haven't done so already. And be sure to, to, to jump in the chat room, have a good conversation. Leave me some thumbs up. Show me some love. Because when you do that, when you're in the chat room and you give me thumbs up and stuff for the for these shows, it puts us higher in, in, in that FYP algorithm. And that means Facebook takes a look at it and, and distributes the show further out. Okay? So that's something. YouTube works the same way. Right? If you haven't subscribed already, I'm trying to hit that the certain subscriber mark by December 25th. If you haven't subscribed already, please be sure to subscribe doesn't cost anything to subscribe. And the same thing goes for YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube, if you like what you see, comment. Join us in the chat room. Uh, leave me thumbs up, hearts. And that'll do the same thing with the FYP over there as well. Okay. That being said, I do have some events coming up. But uh, if you want to check those out, uh, we're, we're doing nightly meditations. One at 3.30 p.m. Pacific and one at 7.45 Pacific after the shows. And it's just it's just a way to unwind from the busy day we had, okay, that anybody had. So if you want to get involved with that, check out the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. That's what you type in, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. And go under events and check, to, check that out, okay? All right, that being said, we have a great guest tonight. I'm excited. I have seen her on, on several TV shows, and I've always wanted to meet her. And this is it. I get to, I get to meet, I get to kind of meet an idol. Her, her name is Patty Negri, and she's a psychic medium. I want to let her tell you about herself because she's she's pretty cool. So let, let me bring her in. Hi, 
Hey, Charlotte, how are you? How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. <laughs> like it's, it, it's spooky season. What do you do? It's a celebrity. <laughs> so tell us about you, please. Okay. Um, I have been talking to spirits since I could talk. Um, literally, a toddler, I knew that the so-called imaginary friends little kids have were not all imaginary. I could communicate with them. I actually think kids really can see spirits, but in our modern, Western, non-magical, non-mystical society, everything becomes left-brain logic, and it's your imaginary friend. Um, it did not get taught out of me. Um, I literally did my first seance. I was seven or eight in my little suburban Los Angeles uh -huh. home. Um, stuffed towels under the doors, no windows in the room, and realized I didn't know dead people. So I called in any movie star I knew at the time. And my windowless, lightless hall filled with orbs and lights and shadows. And um, I had lifted the veil. And I've studied it my entire life since then. Science, occult science, metaphysics, spirituality, religion of every kind to kind of explain in many languages what it is that I see and can do. So on that side and on the witchy side of things, same thing. I've been, I find myself in that same you know, a little suburban backyard, picking rosemary and picking mint and knowing what to do with it to give my mom more money, stuffing it in her wallet or something. And she like, she didn't quite get it, but it's like, no, this is money. It's like, not money, really. It's kind of dirt. No, it's money. And then years later I studied it and I was right. Uh, it, it brought in money. So, um, but I kept it very separate for a long time because I just, I, I ran a theatrical production company First, I was an actor, then I was a producer. And I'm like, these people just cannot know that I talk to dead people or run around, you know, camp bonfires in a cloak. So I kept it quiet until about 2008 when the big corporate crash, because I run a corporate production company, came and everything died and reality television was going up. And somebody who knew my private life said, oh my gosh, we need you to. Um, do a seance for this reality show. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That's my private life. Please, please, please. No, no, no. Please, please, please. No. And I'm looking at my empty calendar going, well, what's the name of the show? And literally they go with pride. They go, it's called mobile home disaster and it's on country music television. Wow. I'm like, who would watch that? Nobody'd watch that. Okay, I'll do it. I need a gig. And it was the funnest, most fulfilling thing. I was able to help this human little girl who everybody thought was crazy because she was drawing portals on the ceiling. I'm like, no, no, there's portals on the ceiling. I got to help a spirit cross. I got to kind of open the minds to a new possibility for the kind of Southern Bible Belt folks that were on this TV show. Um, and all my television training, my this trade, everything came into play. And I'm like, this is great, but I'm never going to do it again. But it was great. Um, it aired a couple months later. And my first big phone call was from my biggest corporate client. Hey, Patty. Hey, saw you on TV last night. It's like, oh, I'm like, oh, God. Um, and I didn't know you were into the paranormal. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then she proceeded to tell me her best and favorite ghost story. I love the paranormal. And I'm like, I'm out of the closet. I'm out of this broom closet. I'm out of the psychic medium closet. And I haven't looked back.
I don't even have time for my production company. Um, it's my passion. It was great being a motivational teacher to, you know, HR right. department at Microsoft, but being a motivational teacher to the possibility of hum humans and what we can do. I don't mm -hmm. care your religion or belief system. We are these amazing beings. And, and that's since then, you know, I've, I've been on ghost adventures, um, several episodes of seasons so of 2015. Now I'm also with the ghost finders on my network, Paraflix. I started Paraflix with my partner, Natalie, a couple of years ago. I also started a school, University Magicus. We call it kind of call it a real life Hogwarts a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so and then I work with a lot of influencers. So it's great. I, I love every second of it. I don't I rarely wake I, I wake up and I'm like, where am I? I'm in Michigan. I'm in Tasmania. I'm wow. In ghosts all around the world. You know, when you talk about, you know, being in the closet, you're, that's what people don't realize is the paranormal stuff wasn't like it is now back then. When no. I started doing this 18 years ago, I mean, I really, when, when, I, when I have to like, well, you know, when you're filming in, in a location, you have to notify everybody that you're filming. And I yeah. remember going in down to City Hall in this one town and saying, look, all, all we have are video cameras. It's not like we have this big production, but we're going to be filming in this particular opera house. And they said, well, what are you doing? And then you start toeing the ground going, we're looking for girls. <laughs> you know, because that's yeah. how it was. Yeah. No, it, it's like, okay, the crazies are here. But but now it is different. Thanks no, again. Right. Reality television. Um, it, it's um, it, it's changed a lot. I mean, it, we're still the weird ones, but not quite mm -hmm. as weird. <laughs> now, um, and again, I think I honestly think I almost think paranormal, you know, times are scary. We know that times are scary, right. war, this pandemics and times have always been scary, but not with such media in your face. Right. And traditionally, when times are scary, people would normally go back to their religion, whatever raised, go to church, temple, mosque, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not keeping up for everybody. So that's why the resurgence of alternative religions, new age, witchcraft. But some people don't want that. They I'm like, I don't want religion. I don't want spirituality. I'm just scared. And I want to know there's something more than I see on TV every night when mm -hmm. we're going to get blown up. And they're becoming paranormal investigators because I want to yeah. know, oh, oh, for real, that means I'm going to be okay if we get blown up. And then oftentimes they figure out, oh, it is real. And then, and then they backdoor into a belief system that helps them navigate life. I can honestly say that doing this, I was like you as a kid. I saw things in my house. I saw, I saw dark shadow men. They weren't intimidating. I just saw dark shadows. But I also always had, you know, the, the, the pretend playmate thing going on. Mm -hmm. And my mother, who is sensitive as well, she wasn't kind of afraid of it. So she would play it off, you know, always oh, your imagination. And, and only later on when she was in her 80s did she start seeing it really, really taking notice of everything because she was going ghosting with me. Yeah. But I remember growing up that way. I grew up, I mean, this house, I, was, I still live in the same house. It's active. There's no question about That's this cool. house being, being active. You could feel it when you walk through the front door. Good, um, good. I was just thinking when you were talking about, and I wrote you this in the initial letter about looking at those herbs, you know, the mint and all that. My grandmother uh, grew mint alongside of my house on the perimeter. And I never really thought about it much. I thought she was making tea with it. <laughs> but this neighborhood is about probably four blocks from the river. So we get um, river rats in, in the neighborhood. 
and it dawned on me because I, I cut it all down, <laughs> not, not realizing really what it was oh. for. So when I started to have issues, it dawned on me what it was for, that it was to keep them out. Yeah. It works in both the mundane and the magical world, all this yes. stuff. Now, my other question is, I was I was perusing TikTok. What a bottomless pit to peruse all day, all day long, all day, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't put it down. And so I, 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 something came across last night about uh, cinnamon, because you were talking about putting stuff in, in, in your mother's purse, you know, for the guys for, for you know money abundance and things like that. And this is what this thing said. I wanted to ask you about this. The, 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 this particular AI person, you know, was showing cinnamon and, and, and saying that, you, that that's good for abundance as well. Cinnamon, what cinnamon is, it's a fire element. It's think of anything spicy like pepper, cinnamon. Mm -hmm. It goes under the fire element. Fire element is action and movement. So it's the intent that you put into it. I use cinnamon a lot. I use cinnamon even more in love spells because it's really a passion. The passion leads into it. Um, but again, it creates action because it's fire. Okay. So I was wondering. Now, when people think of witches, we're going to just say this, even white witches, especially with the time of year it is. Yes. What do we see? We see the green face witch standing over the pot. They're throwing in the frogs and they're throwing all this stuff in. What is it really like to be a modern day witch? Um, what it, it, to be a modern day witch, it's very empowering because I do... I. I'm open with all belief systems. Really, I have 20 teachers at my school, all different belief systems. Uh -huh. But to me, it's an empowerment because we take responsibility for what we do. Uh -huh. um, we don't eat babies, frogs, worship the devil. It's not even, we take complete responsibility for what we do, but we do believe that we can change fate. Where um, some religions do what we say, do what we say, do what we say, and water runs downhill, and this is how my life's going to go. Mm -hmm. A witch will go, water runs downhill, but if I put a dam and I put some pipes over here, I can have some more water up in my house. That's the craft. Yeah. So that's what it is. So, again, I, I don't like the word white witch versus I, I'm a good witch. Right, right. I, you're a good witch. I don't manipulate people. But I've been able to get truly everything, everything that I wanted to create using positive magic because we have that ability from health to just craziness. Well, that's a question I have about this stuff, too, is that, you know, um, I'm a, a pain patient. I do take pain pills, but I know there's stuff out there like Kratom, you know, just natural stuff that, that works just as well. And I'm curious about you know, the healing stuff, you know, and, and, and okay. how it this works. Is, this is about empowerment. I was actually, I, um, I was a normal kid, but at, uh -huh. at when reaching puberty or just past, you should have reached puberty. I didn't reach puberty right. I didn't start my, my menstrual cycle like all the other girls. I had uh -huh. said I started hot flashes. I had, uh -huh. I was 50 on the outside. My first surgery, I was nine on the inside. My mom had taken a drug they'd given to pregnant women in the 50s and 60s under false belief at printed miscarriages. So we were messed up when we hit puberty. So um, every autoimmune disease, fibromyalgia, lupus, this and that and this. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 30, I had been a victim between 15 and 30. I had a tumor in my pituitary pushing, causing blindness, pushing on my optic chasm, whatever you call that. Five mm -hmm. fractures in my back from having osteoporosis since I was 15, starting out, never had a period. And I, I was already practicing witch. I was already a manifester. And I went, huh, no, 
I'm not going to buy the, they said, if you made it to 50, which you probably wouldn't, if you made it to 50, you'd be in a wheelchair because of your back and your pain. And I just went, no, not going to buy any of this. I'm a manifester. I believe mind, body, spirit of psychology or creation, working dispatch. I haven't been sick in decades, decades. I stopped getting sick. Didn't have to all the, you still have to carry Medrol dose packs and this and that. Um, so at 50, way back at 50, instead of being dead or in a wheelchair, I use positive magic and I go, okay, I live in the middle of Hollywood. This is what we do. I'm going to prove that we can do anything we want. If we believe it, I'm going to get on the world's hardest obstacle coast. So I tried out for the TV show Wipeout. I beat a hundred thousand people and I got on the big, the big balls, the hardest, scariest, most painful, most empowering thing I ever did. And I use positive magic, like you do good and you do good and you do good. I would face my fears with enthusiasm versus freezing. Cause you have to, how you deal with fear. Uh -huh. um, and, and I did it. And then I go, Oh, that's what magic can do. I haven't got, been sick in 30, 20 something year now, 30 something years. Uh -huh. And then I go, okay, how, how do I prove this magic still works? That could have been a fluke. It wasn't because again, mm -hmm. you have to go through physicals. I go, all right, well, what else am I really good or really bad? I, ca I can't cook. I got kicked out of home ec in school. My husband won't let me in the kitchen. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how to boil water. So, so I'm going to use my belief system, my magic, positive magic. To, I'm going to cook for Gordon Ramsay. I'm going to get on Master Chef. 100,000 people wow. later, I'm season three Master Chef. Didn't last long, but because I don't, <laughs> but I did exactly. And I, I did magical cooking showing. Cinnamon will bring in passion and fire, stirring this way, stirring that way. Gordon Ramsay's afraid of ghosts, by the way, Charlotte. Oh, I got a story for you about him. Yeah. Well, so, anyway, so, you know, I beat 100,000 good cooks. So, my the odds were crazy, or just like I bought 100,000 more physically healthy people to get on Wipeout. And then I go, okay, just one more time to prove it. Um, again, I live in Hollywood. So, I'm like, uh -huh. and I'm watching TV. I'm going, I'm going to get on America's Got Talent. I'm going to use positive witchcraft and manifestation and magic to get on. And I don't, I'm not, I don't have any of the talent that those singers, dancers, and and next thing I know, I'm rolling on the floor with Howie Mandel. Man, a complete, fabulous, full out of myself on America's Got Talent. We can do anything we believe. And I certainly think with pain management and health, I see it every day. It's getting your balance back. It's getting your balance back. I agree with you. You know, a lot of mine, too, when they told me that they thought I was going to have to have um, that fusion surgery on my back. That was like 40 years. Well, don't say it about 30 years ago. And I looked at him and I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I may hurt, but I'm just as functional as anybody else. You know, it was just all my attitude. Cause I thought there's no way you're going to fuse my back. Right. There's so many more stories about that, you know, where people don't really recover from it. And then you're stuck with these rods. So that, right. that was my whole thing. And then the day after they diagnosed me, well, I have heart failure too. The day after they di diagnosed me, I looked at my doctor. I went, well, that's it. I'm a vegetarian. Done. And my heart yeah. snapped back within six months, you know, so see, we have the power. Yeah. That's magic. That's in itself magic. What we do, cause and effect, action and reaction. You change your diet. That's it. Absolutely. Um, the story I have about Gordon Ramsay, I was just looking at this comment that she had. Yeah, see, I did my accent there. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, too many buttons. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so he, I, I think, I believe he came to a hotel up in our gold country to do his show. And my understanding is, and I could be wrong with this because you know, because there was the other guy, that, the Hotel Impossible guy too. So I mean, you know, both of them. But he went in the kitchen, and there, there's one particular ghost at this hotel that is like uh, overseer. She, she's like the head maid. And I, I had a good laugh at it because uh, the gal behind the desk says, you're never going to guess. He came here. He was in the kitchen, you know, talking to our cooks, which he doesn't talk. He, you know how he is. And he says, she says, about four pans got thrown at his head. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody threw them. <laughs> and I'm sure he was scared to death. Sweat. Yeah. And I looked down. at her and I said, he has that effect on a lot of people, too, you know. But, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's he funny. was very—he's—he doesn't let go. So. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> that's funny. Um, when you talk about like 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 the book you put out, you know, and working with different herbs and stuff, mm -hmm. how long did it take to learn all that stuff? Well, not for I mean, a lot of it is in us, intuition, and well, now in the modern day, um, my book is so. I, I just finished a new one, Llewellyn, that'll be out next year, but my book cool. called World Magic for the Modern World, super simple. I spent more time unwriting it than writing it. Look at you, fancy. I got uh -huh. you. I got your back. You're good. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's it, it doesn't go a lot into herbs, but it, it does a little bit. Oh, here's kitchen magic. Here's how to do this. Here's bathroom mm -hmm. magic. Here's everything. And um, because again, what I notice in working with my private clientele is that people, we do give away our power. We give away our power to other people, to limiting belief systems, to fear all the time. And all we have to do is take it back. That That's how I did that other stuff. So the book is really about that. But it, there's so many beautiful books out now and things on herbs and oils. It doesn't, I could, I could in one hour class could teach everybody what, what they need to, to properly ethically in, in integrity, do positive magic to switch their life. Moon cycles, when the moon is waxing, when the moon is getting bigger, do adding to your life. Moon is waning, when the moon's getting smaller, release things. That's when you quit smoking. Got quit, um, you know, how to create full moon, create magic, new moon, go inside. Um, the different herbs, the different oils, working with the elements, air, fire, water, and earth. Your earth is kind of who you are. You know, your fire is your passion that drives you. Your water is your emotions. Your air is your thought pattern and focus. And when those are out of balance, like, oh, I need to go run my hands underwater. Oh, release the excess emotion. Now I'm fine. I'm not, I'm heads all chatty. I can't focus. I can't think. Oh, wait, you're not breathing, are you? No, that's your air element. Breathe. It's so simple. We've made everything so difficult and it's so simple. It's intent intent mind body spirit we know that you if you believe if you're going to do whatever spell you have to believe it or it won't happen you have to, if the people who believe that i can conquer the world are the people that do the people that think i'll never get a good job never get a good job we that's basic psychology mind body you got to get off the couch you got to go do it i want to get healthy get off the couch spirit that's the part that's less tangible people don't know what that is but the spirit is the battery that makes it happen and, and you can get spirit through anything, through through regular religion, go to church, go to temple. Prayer is faith. That's mm -hmm. You could do it, affirmations and vision boards, new age stuff. You could do what I do, candles and herbs and oils and spell right. working. 
But all you guys listening and watching, you can look at everything you've accomplished in your life, which is probably a lot. You've believed you can do it and that you deserved it. You've gotten off the couch and taken action and you've had some faith or magic or belief behind it. Mm-hmm. The stuff you haven't quite accomplished, one or two of those things need tweaking. You don't really believe you're worthy or you can have it or you just haven't taken action or you just don't have the faith or magic and you tweak them and you get it. That's it. And you can do anything. All right. Now we have to stay within the law of physics. I can't float without. But I think right. once we use that other 90% of our brain, we're going to break physics too. Absolutely. My question for you just now is I've had clients who live in apartments mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and most of the time, you know, they're saying that there's some kind of ghost or entity in their apartment. It, how do you, is, is there a way that they can put like some kind of natural thing for protection? Oh yeah. Millions yeah. of my favorite. Is that one? No, it isn't. My favorite. I work with sigils and symbols a lot. Uh-huh. A sigil, um, it's in the book, a helm of an odd, an eight-sided cross, it's a rune, is the most powerful sigil. Do I have one right here? I usually have one close by. I don't. Um, but you could draw it in 20 seconds. It's an uh-huh. eight-sided cross like a compass with a little circle in the middle, little half circles. Uh-huh. Um, and it it just, you could, I have one under my welcome mat. It keeps out bad ghosts and burglars. Having bad dreams or spirits visit at night, you stick it under the mattress, keeps out the spirits. Um, I wear, I'm not wearing today a necklace of it, but I always wear when I'm going someplace real dark or scary or investigations, I always Uh wear it. It's like literally sacred geometry. It like breaks things up like that. Um, That's a really great one. On mirrors, if you have active mirrors, draw it with, I use that foamy Windex and then draw it with my fingers. It takes 20 seconds. Then you wipe it off and you put the intent in. But millions, I use a lot of cascarilla powder, cascarilla eggshell powder, that long window shell. That's one of my go-to over salt because it's not going to grind into things. It's not toxic. Not the salt's toxic. Right, right. I do a lot with stones, black and white stone. And in the corners of the room, black pulls away the nectivity. White brings in the light. Um, I'm a big Palo Santo user over sage. I think sage is too harsh for most things. It, mm-hmm. it, it like gets rid of everything, even the love and happiness. Palo Santo gets rid of the darker negative weight. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm thinking about Palo Santo. I sneeze. No. Um, <laughs> but there's a thousand ways and more than anything, it's, it's intent in keeping it clear, but yeah, because apartments, you've got people above you and below you and on all sides. So just put up, um, words and barriers. Um, when you talk about you know, what, what you do, you know, and the herbs and stuff you're using, does it compare to anything like a culinary would do? I mean, you know, because because you hear stories about people asking them to come out and see what's going on in their houses, and, and they've got these eggs, you know, in a jar, and and the eggs do certain things. Yeah, sort of. I mean, eggs have been used in cleaning and clearing forever and ever and ever. Uh-huh. Um, I don't do that. Again, that's not right. part of my practice. Right. I, I have them ground up and it looks like talcum powder. But okay. I have used them. If somebody's getting really bad, bothered at night when it's hard to uh-huh. control it, I have them put a, put a saucer out, put salt on the saucer, put a raw egg on the saucer and put it under the bed or off to the side. The negative energy or energy it always going to go for the most innocent and that's the egg. So it's going to go into the egg and then throw it out every day or two. Okay. Okay. Now as a go, as, as a paranormal investigator, 
and and being a you know psychic medium, how do you pick who you're going to talk to that you know that's deceased when, when you're on an investigations? When I'm on an investig well, when I'm on an investigation, we want to talk to the spirits there. Obviously, right. we want to see who's right. whether. And again, if it's just every everybody, because in our paranormal world, you want to go see the scary ghosts, because especially television, you want to go to the insane asylum and the prison and the boys' school, and you know the mass murderer's house. Right. I on my personal, I like the happy ghosts at the Hollywood Roosevelt that are swinging from the chandeliers and Marilyn Monroe, you know, hanging out Absolutely. by the pool. Um, but you you know you've got you've got to do both. I will. I always go in with respect, um, and I just want to talk to spirits there that have something to say. Well, now it's different if I'm doing a seance and it's a private party or at a paracon or something. Whether it's uh -huh. 13 people around my dining room table or 1,200 people at a, a version of that at a, at a casino, um, I want their loved ones to come in. So, so yeah, you could talk to the serial killer next door, but let's talk to your grandma. Let's talk to the kid who died when you were in school. And those are you know, the fulfilling ones like that people really get answers. I've gotten everything from spirits from iPhone codes so that, that the young wife could get the pictures and videos off for the kid to, you know, where's the will? Practical things. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk to the ones who want to talk. I don't force anybody to talk. Um, again, some of my scariest things obviously are when we're at the Cecil Hotel or, you know, the Black Dahlia house and all those when it's like, okay, I'm getting possessed. Yep. 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 But I know what I'm doing. I wouldn't have, you know, if for all of you out there, you know, don't jump in the deep end until you know how to swim. Don't have your first investigation all by yourself in some serial killer house. Right. Go with a group like your group, go with a group, go do whatever, do a public haunt, something that's not so scary because it's real. I've had people burst into flames. I've had my ribs broken. I've had been thrown downstairs and I'm, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, for you, you know, what, 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 can you tell me like what one of the evilest things you, you come in contact with or the angriest? Okay. The ang I'll go, I will do both. Okay. The angriest was the fire and it wasn't a demonic. I think demons get way too much credit. I think most of what everybody says, again, especially on TV, it's a demon. No, it's just a cranky ghost, you know, cranky in life, cranky in death. And you're bothering them and you're yelling at them and you bring these funny equipment in. But I was, I live in the Hollywood Hills, an old 1920s neighborhood. My house is from 1920. And there's wow. this, and it's, it's the little bungalows and the big movie stars and the little, I have the little bungalow. Um, but there's a house around the corner built by Marilyn, no, built by um, Charlie Chaplin for one of his many girlfriends, um, built by Charlie Chaplin. It was a super party house. Super party houses can pull in some dark stuff. And then for, for years, it was a party, Hollywood party house. And then the Rolling Stones manager bought it. And it was a super party house. The Rolling Stones stayed there. Um, Graham Parsons, just all sorts of, they just stayed there, mamas and papas. Then they moved out. And then the person who invented the real life sex doll moved in. And then they moved out. And then my neighbor, Marilyn Manson, moved in. Um, and he would record in the dirt basement. As you know, it's always the dirt basement. Uh, and 
some kids at at the table. It's a small house. It looks like it was built by masons, like sacred geometry everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, literally a compass drawn in the, the wood floor. But this kid was getting disrespectful. My one rule is I be skeptic, do whatever, be funny, but don't be disrespectful. That's when trouble mm -hmm. happened. But this kid was like just saying really stupid things. First cool stuff was happening from the producer side of me. It's like the French doors flew open ah, and the cameras caught it. It was a four camera shoot. That's a big shoot. Uh, the, the, um, yeah. The, the cameras caught it. I was screaming. And then he said something stupid again. And it happened again. And then I'm feeling the tension build and the tension build. And then the speakers came on, on the, um, the ground, you know, how it used to be how big can your speakers be versus how little. And right. now it's so funny. Right, right, right. It was hooked to the whole radio and this. It came, it sounded like a spirit box. White noise. That happened twice. We looked later, it wasn't plugged in. But I'm feeling this build and I'm not shutting it down because we're filming and everybody there knew what they were in for. It wasn't like a public thing. But the kid said something so stupid, not and disrespectful, not him, but the cameraman facing him burst into flames. Like, wow. Angel wing of fire up his back. He he was not standing in front of a fireplace or a candle. Just like everybody wow. actually caught it. One camera started filming the like ceiling or the floor. You test the metal of a camera person by a small room with a lot of people bursting into flames. His camera, the poor guy is wondering why everybody's screaming, pointing at him while he's on fire. You know, cool witch medium Patty becomes medic Patty, of which I am. I'm EMT one. I'm cert certified. I'm everything. I'm like drop and roll, and I'm calling in my guardians to shut it down. I'm like, this is done. I don't care what we're filming. I've never. This is not okay. Not okay. A spontaneous combustion. Not. His shirt poofed wow. off him. I'm looking at the blistering. I'm more done. But the cameraman was a super skeptic to begin with, and he was so intrigued. He's like, no, I'm okay. I have a sweater. I put the sweater on. Um, I talked to the ghost, the kid who caused it all <laughs> was scared to death. He wasn't going to be a trouble anymore. <laughs> He's like, okay, you're the choir boy in the corner. So we finished it. A bunch of crazy stuff happened. But the cool thing about that, again, knowing what you're doing and, right. and there's a million ways to do it, but know what you're doing. That cameraman who caught on fire showed me his back three weeks later, um, totally where all that blistering was. It looked like he had got a tattoo of a dragon. Open wow. mouth, it looked the scarring, open mouth, sharp teeth, wing head into the shape of a serpent. Charlotte, that's the exact energy I called in to shut down the seance. I work dragon energy. It's crossroads magic. It's beautiful magic. And I'm looking at him, this dragon big mouth. I'm like, oh my God, you have a tramp stamp of a dragon on your back. That is wow. the coolest thing I've ever seen. That and he, awesome. he ended up writing a script, a movie about this TV medium who does every TV show. I hope somebody fabulous plays me if they do it. Um, but then all hell broke loose. And then it becomes one of those funny, scary horror films. Mm -hmm. um, I hope they do it. He wrote it with Stephen Norrington, actually, the guy who wrote the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and right. the Blades. But um, but I did sit down with him anyway, because you're on line. Everybody's I sat down with him for five hours going, you can't, Laurent, you can't say that on, on TV, but use or movie. He said, but you said that. I go, I know I said that. That causes a shift that opens a portal. You don't want to be one of those cursed horror films, do you? Because it happens all the time. If you don't have a consultant or somebody who knows magic, science, occult, witchcraft, or voodoo, or hoodoo, or whatever you're doing, 
that's when trouble starts because spirit ghost demon entity doesn't know the difference of an actor reading lines off the script or something real so if they ever do do it we've changed all the words they sound just as mystical or spooky but they won't open up portal to hell <laughs> now, you know, you've just brought up a great point about these movies you know like 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 the movie poltergeist and different movies like that do you think it's important I, I think you already answered that but do you think it's important to have someone such as yourself on staff even if you're even if you're not directly acting in the movie so you can consult yes. and say hey yes. i don't think you, i don't think you should do that because it's not going to end well yes it shouldn't be somebody acting in the movie they need an outside eye consultant not somebody who wants to be the actor and get into the thing yes uh -huh. and uh -huh. more and more films are doing that and it helps again one so it doesn't become a cursed film and all the actors uh -huh. die at 27 uh -huh. and number two to get authenticity into it when they have a real witch of whatever form the witchcraft looks better when they have a real voodoo priestess your voodoo is going to look better Versus all the 8 million witches laughing at a movie going, that's not how we do it, you know? <laughs> when you go on an investigation, being a witch, do you take that knowledge that you have as a witch and you're able to apply it, like, like using the herbs or the natural stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I make oils, I make sprays, I give it to everybody. The one thing that a lot of people don't know, a lot of people do know, is if you're going to use a protection oil, or not even oil, just an intent, the mm -hmm. biggest place to put it is on the back of your neck, where your head and neck come together, where it goes in and out. That is the biggest portal on our body. Everybody knows about the third eye. Yeah, we want that open so we can see the ghost. But this one, we want to shut down. We don't want them getting in there. That's just like when you pray, you bow your head to pray. Mm -hmm. That's the one I will put a uh, broom, mugwort, different, oil, any kind of oils, or just rub it if you don't. I'm shutting this down. Nobody's, unless you know what you're doing and you're going right. to go into channeling, but shut this down um like i said i ring sigils and symbols and more than anything intent is that why psychics will tell you that that, that, that you have an attachment that, that, that's like on on the back of your, your head at the top of your back probably whether they know it or not yeah yeah okay this is all interesting fascinating yeah. stuff <laughs> um you, you studied this for years obviously where does one, if, if somebody wants to study this stuff, and, and I know you teach classes and stuff, but if like, like you were self-taught self -taught pretty much. And no, I studied okay. my entire life. I am self-taught, yes. Yeah. Um, started going, to, but I have studied with a magic, occult, witchcraft teachers okay. always. I've, I'm a believer in education. Again, learn language because it's it is languages it's language right. and especially, even if for mediums if you're a medium or a psychic and you could be the best natural born you have to learn that language you have to learn your spirit language what your tells are working with spirit what the meaning is so you don't put your meaning on top of the spirit's meaning uh -huh, uh -huh. so i i the best is i think anybody can learn it actually but the uh -huh. best if you're born naturally that's great but still Put a, a template and a frame around it so you know what you're doing. So you know what a gin is if you're in some Middle Eastern thing. So you know how to deal with demon spirits, entities of different religions and belief systems because they're out there. And if you just go, well, I don't know anything. I just feel it. Yeah. Drown. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that's what I was thinking. It's not like walking into a library or a bookstore and going, oh, I... I want to be a witch this week, you know, study to be a witch. So I'm going to grab this book and this is what I'm going to follow. 
Yeah, no, read as much as you can because there's mm -hmm. to say you're going to be a witch is good, like saying, uh, in a sense, I'm going to be Christian. Are you going to be Baptist or Presbyterian? You're going to be evangelical. You're going to be Catholic. There's a million paths, and mine's so eclectic I can't even claim one. But mm -hmm. to me, which to be a witch means a couple different things. It could mean it's your religion. I'm a witch or I'm a pagan or I'm a Wiccan means, okay, I don't have the singular deity. I believe a male, female God. I believe multiple gods. I believe we take responsibility. I have eight major Sabbaths or to be a practice witchcraft could not be a religion. It could just be your practice like a shaman, shamanistic. I'm very elemental in my work over deity based. I work with nature and all that. So it could be either or both. Okay. Fascinating. Um, let's go back a little bit to doing the spells. Like I said, you know, when people think about witches doing spells, it's always they've got the book out, you know, and and you know they're over the big pot and stuff. How how, how does it really work, or how do you do that? <laughs> I I have a little pot. No, um, no. <laughs> you look at it. You plan it. Like, okay, what am I gonna do? If you go to psychology, mind, body, spirit. Okay, I want to get healthier. I want to do love i want whatever that is witchcraft is the same but it's creation working dispatch so if i'm going to take that into like okay a love spell i'm going to do a love spell for somebody okay the mind part creation okay well let's do it on a friday because that's the day of venus hmm okay let's use rose petals because they're the flower of love and they're high vibration let's add some lavender oh let's add some cinnamon for this let's use a pink candle for love and a red candle for passion let's do some nut magic where we're blowing our wishes it's the creation and then the working of it is you're sitting there carving the candles or stirring the herbs in the pot and the, the mind, body, the spirit is you're sitting there sending it off to the heavens, sending it off to the universe. It's all the same how you're doing it. But um, I, sim I'm a more simple, you could do the most elaborate spells. They could take weeks and this and that. Or you get the first spell everybody learns in their life. When you turn one year old, your first birthday cake, make a wish, blow out the candle. That's everybody's first spell. It is. You make a wish. But you're, you're, when you blow something, I blow into my candle works all the time because your air is your life force. It's your pneuma. That's our life. Um, and the moisture in our breath, that's our free will. That's why some cultures spit like, oh, pretty baby. You don't just spit. But the moisture, how we fog up a mirror. So if you're creating a candle, a nice little working candle, you're putting your life force into it. You're putting your intent. It's all about laser beam focused to what you're going to create. Interesting. Let's just talk about candles a little bit. Okay. Do the colors of candles mean things? Yes, they do. And again, there's going to be standardized things that you know. Uh -huh. uh, money is usually green or gold. Um, like I said, love is pink. Red is passion. Blue could be healing or spirituality into purples um healing you love all these things and that's standard with everything but i'm a big believer if like everybody says pink is love but if for you green is love you should do a green candle because your truth is more important than the truth they're going to carry the attributes of whatever like working with crystals or working with herbs but your truth is going to be what over what book some book says use the books for guidelines and if that works for you yeah pink is love red is passion green is money um yeah but all of a sudden if you're 
all I've got's a purple candle and I need to do love. It works. It's your intent. Intent is everything. Because I'm wondering about black candles too. Black candles are the best. Black candles, everybody thinks that black candles is negative, quite the opposite. They pull out negativity. Black candles are for protection. Black candles are for pull out anything dark, negative, curses, this, that, uh, whatever. I And you could do reversal candles, red, black, black, red. Um, you could, there's rainbow candles. There's multicolored candles. There's birthday candles. You can use little bitty ones. And I teach my kitchen magic class. It's like, okay, you don't have time to do a big seven-day candle. You've got a little pink birthday candle there. For that two minutes, it burns down while you're making your soup. Make a love soup for your kids. Stir it clockwise. Add the love in. You're feeling angsty. Stir it counterclockwise. Release things. It's all magic. So what, you know, when you talk about herbs, especially with ghost hunting and stuff, what is the herb that you mostly use out in the field? I mostly, I, dragon's blood is something I put in everything that enhances everything. I use a lot of rue for protection, R-U-E, the herb rue for protection. Like when I have like my haunted doll, like Belle over here. Before everybody got to know her, she drained energy. She practically gave somebody a heart attack. I, I gave her a little handful of rue. It evens it out. Mugwort is really good. It depends on if you're doing protection or you're doing psychic enhancement or a little therefore combination of each. You know, when you are when you have those, because um, sometimes I'll wear a medicine bag. Mm -hmm. you know, I'll, de I'll design my own medicine bag with, with what, I, what I feel is going to protect me and stuff. Can you take some of those herbs and put them like into a medicine bag for protection? Of course. Yeah. We call it a mojo bag, whatever. Yeah. Uh -huh. A medicine bag, mojo bag. It, it's You're creating your little magical pouch. Yes. Uh -huh. So whether you have crystals in it, you have, um, you know, charms in it, sigils in it. I put everything. If you look at my purse, there are so many weird bags of things in my purse. <laughs> Half the time in my bra. It's like, yeah, pulling that out. <laughs> are there ghosts, you know, that you come in contact with that? are more difficult to say release to the other side than others? Um, yeah, but I don't, I, in my experience, at least most ghosts are not stuck. They're there because they want to be. There certainly are ghosts that are stuck. Cecil hotel. It affects human people, makes you want to kill yourself or die. It has ghosts stuck there. They are being held down by a much greater, darker entity but most ghosts even i find in some of the haunted dark places hang out because they can in my experience there's no time and space on the other side so they could be watching their grandkids grow up and be in the pearly gates of heaven and be hanging out where they spent their life all at the same time um there are those shades those ones that maybe don't that are stuck that don't know they're dead yet maybe it was a violent and they're the ones with an edge to them those are the ones that you cross over it's and you, i invite them i don't force anything I, the way i do it i create light around the heart and then if there's a two three four ten twenty of us we shoot the light to the middle and we create a beam like a beam me up scotty beam and then invite the spirit to step into it um and then they can go back and visit but the ones that are stuck, you really can tell. Don't you can't tell the difference in the ones that are stuck and the ones that most just hang out because they can. Because they can. Which brings me back to you talking about like the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, 
we used to investigate the uh, Brookdale Lodge, and we came in, you know, with all the gangsters in there, and it's the same atmosphere like you're talking about at the Roosevelt because they're in there partying and having their drinkies and and all this. And I remember via the dowsing rods, I had a conversation with one particular gangster. He didn't want to talk to us because he was there with his mistress. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell the wife. <laughs> Don't tell the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when when you talk to these movie stars, you know, or, or if you've talked to Marilyn Monroe or 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 whoever, what are they like? I mean, are, are, are they the same they were in life, or are they happier, or, or what's going on with them? In my experience, spirits, movie star or not, you're the same that you were. You're you're not all of a sudden enlightened, um, but you do get a higher perspective. Maybe it's literally higher. You get a bird's eye view. The little things don't matter. Oh, especially with regular people. Oh, I didn't call you. I didn't make it to your funeral. I didn't get, they don't care. They look at the big picture. Movie stars and the they're just like us. They got lucky or they had talent or they followed a path. Marilyn is just as insecure as you, me, or anybody else out there. Um, Michael Jackson, when I've talked to him, he even in death, he was afraid of being misunderstood. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to talk. I kind of channeled him. He's like, you're going to read me wrong. That was obviously his regret. Um, so, no, I think they're kind of the same. And again, sometimes they want to be heard. That's why we do paranormal investigations. That's why we do sure. seances and talk. They have things to say or to, to and you know, that's what we're there for. What is it like to channel? Uh, it's like two people in your body. <laughs> um, it's, it, uh, again, I've been doing it a long time. So mm -hmm. I give them almost like percents, not that I'm a mathematician, like somebody, if their mom, if they're, if they're comfortable with it, I will like let mom take over and my facial aspects will look all of a sudden like their mom if it's wow. the black Dahlia murderer or somebody really dark you get this percent not a whole lot you get this mm -hmm. percent because you got to keep hold of your body my my best example of again and all of a sudden it's like you have two people that's why i'm wiggly and i have weird body movements it's it's mm -hmm. you do but um i think a good example is, is my one of my times at the cecil hotel with ghost adventures my first time there, I never know where I'm going. I, I don't want to, and I don't. It's like, can you get here in two hours? Like, ah, did I brush my hair? Um, and I didn't know where I was going. And I saw, oh, that's the water tower girl. But I hadn't looked into anything. I didn't oh, know wow. the mirrors or anything. I was walking up, almost a rat didn't want to let me in. Really, rats like usually skipper away, but because we're down by Skid Row. But this one kept going for me. I'd go right, he'd go right, left. And I'm like, you got to let me in. But I was getting more and more depressed the closer to the building. By the time I got there, it's just, I'm depressed. I want to kill myself. I have nothing to live for. Not me. The building does that. Cecil does right, that. Right. And then I get in and I allow myself to channel and Zach and the guys are all there like, okay, Patty. And I'm like, I just want to kill myself. And he's like, okay, Patty, there's 700 rooms. There's 14 floors. They're all unlocked. You tell us where to go. And I'm like, ah, uh, I want to kill myself. And I led them to the elevator. I'm like, oh, that's that elevator, the Alyssa Lamb elevator. And I led them right to a room. I'm totally channeling. I kind of become like a little girl, half awake, like that dream state. Right. And I led them right to this one room. And I'm headed to the window. I'm like going, 
I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And I'm opening the window and I'm hearing like in another voice, Zach's yelling at me. He's going, he's like, what are you, why are you opening the window? Close the window, Patty. What are you doing? Sit down, sit down. And I'm going, why is he yelling at me? He doesn't yell at me. I little, and he made me sit down. I sat down and there was an SLS guy dancing on my head, making me do all this. Out of the 700 rooms, I led them to the room. Somebody had jumped out of that exact window. And I'm sitting here oh, wow. opening the window going, I got to get out of here. <laughs> he thought I was going to jump. I, I don't think I would have jumped. And then I led him right to another room. And I, I was being attacked. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Don't go there. I didn't know what to do. And I'm holding myself like an eight-year-old who has to go pee. And he, he, he's like, I'm like, I'm attacked. I'm attacked. He's like, where are you being attacked? And the part of me still conscious, Patty, who knows I'm on national television going, how do you say those body parts on TV? I don't know what I said, like lady parts or female parts. And I led them of the 700 rooms to a room that a woman who lived there had been raped and murdered. She was a, a bird lady who fed the bird. So it was sad. But it, it, you give up part of your body and self. The weirdest one is also at the seesaw. But not with Ghost Adventures. I was with my overnight guys, my TFL Elton Corey, my TFL overnight guys. And I was channeling and we were in a hallway. A lot of stuff happens there in the hallways. And I was rocking because I do rock. But so hard, somebody had to put their hand behind my head. And I thought I was talking. I thought I was chattering away and chattering away and chattering away. I could tell I was kind of a tweaker drug person, kind of. Um, I was chattering away. All they heard was gibberish. That's all they heard. And Corey, who I've been training and working with, he's really intuitive. He goes, we should play that backwards. They played it backwards. I was talking English backwards. That's crazy. Wow, that's nuts. Image. All my, like when I do a dump supper, you do dessert to the main court. Right. Um, and, and I mean, I, I could not do that if I tried, if you gave me a million dollars. I'm so anti-dyslexic. Like if I ever got pulled over for drunk driving and I wasn't driving and they want you to do the alphabet backwards, I like take me in. I can't, I spell, I can't hardly spell my name backwards. I'm so anti-dyslexic, like spell California backwards. I, I, um, for me to talk that way, it was crazy. That's wow. what it's again, but you have to, you can't give your whole self up because you have to be able, I got to take my body back now. Mm -hmm. Is it exhausting for you? It takes a lot out of you. Yes. That's why I'm queen of on and off switch. Most of the time I walk through my days off, off. I'm about as psychic as a worm. Uh, now, when you talk about the, the building itself, drawing you in or having that energy to draw you in, why do, do why do certain buildings do that? Or, or what gives it the capability to do that? Well, it's a combination of the land under the building and the Cecil hotel downtown. I think there is something weird about that land, that whole skid row area. And on top of it, it was built. And then the depression hit and it's always been a place of sadness, of desperation, of failure. And that builds and builds and builds and a flop house. And it creates its own egregore created spirit of just uh -huh. something so dark. So again, if you're at the prison or the insane asylum or the scary boys school or whatever, all that, our life force is energy. It's just energy. Energy doesn't just dissipate. Energy doesn't, you know, so we walk into like, this place feels happier. This place doesn't feel happy. Right. Right. Um, getting back to uh, spells and, 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 and the other part of what you do. 
when somebody wants to like getting back to, when, when somebody wants to get into doing what what you do and learning all that stuff what should be the first steps that they should take go to my school it's cheap okay. it's called university magicus it's on zoom it's international starting at 10 bucks a month you get a class like classes range 20 25 really great teachers like i said i teach mediumship development psychic development we have really good investigator like stefan brigatti teach paranormal development we have priest exorcists we have new agers we have vampires we have werewolves we have every form of um magical paths and astrologers and hypnosis so again for Every, we wanted it to be that everyone pretty much could afford and it's on zoom. And so you're live in this little intimate class and a lot of, some people don't even go to it because they're in the UK. It's 2 AM. Everybody gets the video the next day. You have it forever. And um, amazing teachers and amazing things they teach. So check that out. If, I mean, and there's other good schools too. We just wanted ours right. to be really affordable and really we don't teach a belief system. I'm really clear. I will teach you a truth. I will teach you my truth, but uh -huh. the truth, there's a lot of one the truths. There's a lot of truths here. Here's a, here's a, you get to pick from them. Now you said something that caught my interest earlier because I've heard, of the, I've heard another psychic say that about the dead, you know, being, if, if they're angry in life, they're going to be angry in death. Have you ever come across anything where there's a ghost that's trying to act like a demon? Oh, gosh, all the time. It's like, oh, there's another demon wannabe. It's like, picture the bully kid on the schoolyard. It's like, uh -huh. yeah, you're a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn into a big red scary eyes. Yeah. How do you, I mean, how, how do you calm them down? I mean, if they're if they're angry like that, and let's say you know, they're in somebody's house, and they're wreaking havoc in someone's home, how are you able to calm them down, you know, to, to the point where either they cross, you know, they go, you know, to where they're supposed to go? I, well, if I'm clearing somebody's house, you have to banish them. Okay. It's like this one thing I firmly believe since I was a little kid and has kept me safe through all of this. I firmly believe that this is our realm of existence. This three-dimensional, gravity-ridden, not, well, nothing solid, seventh grade science. This right. is our realm. They have to play by our rules. Uh -huh. I firmly believe that you have to leave in the name of God, in the name of your cat, in the name of your, your whatever you want. If you say it with authority and conviction and firm, not with anger, not with fear, because that's what a dark spirit wants. Uh -huh. um, I, I, and uh, you do have to banish this. And I do things like, you know, on Halloween Eve, everyone should beat the bounds, walk by your door of your home or apartment or room. I claim this space as my own, hitting the handle. I claim this land as my own. I claim this home as my own. Claim it. This is our realm. And you get to decide if you want grandma to visit, light spirits, dark spirits, no spirits, when spirits. And they, if you tell them right, they really will listen. Okay, um, the, the, probably that's the last question because it's, it's already 7.23. We've been rolling right yeah. along tonight. It's, it's been a blast. Um, what advice do you have for, for ghost hunters? Okay, number one, be respectful. Number two, uh -huh. try not to be stupid. Don't do it by yourself. Don't go, don't, make sure you have permission where you're going because the humans at location are often scarier than the ghosts. 
-hmm. You know, you go into an abandoned building, there might be squatters there and all sorts of crazy things or the guy with the shotgun. Have permission, don't do it alone and be respectful. That's it. And again, and I mean, paranormal investing is going this way. You don't want to taunt ghosts. You don't want to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, if 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 you wanted to talk to me and you did, and I want to talk to you, which I do, you don't scream at you going, talk to me. Why did you laugh? laugh. No. Right. I didn't know you. What's your favorite color? I don't know. I think that's it. Come in with respect. Um, know your boundaries and know there's a million ways to do it. What are you gonna what are you gonna do if you get into trouble? Who are you gonna call like Ghostbuster if you get right. if something gets over your head because it will. You know, are you going to go into the Lord's Prayer? Great. Are you going to do whatever your pagan path? Great. You're going to call in your angels? Great. You're going to call in your dragons? Great. But whatever you do, know, have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, laugh. Laugh is the best thing because it's air. It's ha, ha, ha. It's your life force coming out and they won't know what to hit them and they give you enough time to go get out. Now, what about health? You have to fit, uh, you know, is, is it a bad thing to go in when you're not feeling well? I think so. You want to be at your best if you're not feeling well, if you're not healthy, if you got pain, because again, it you're weak, you're, you're Achilles heel. If there is dark energies or entities, and there probably is, they're going to feed on that. And you're not going to be your sharpest and best. Wait until you feel better. Go next week. In all the years you've been doing this, what... What do you like best about doing it? I like, I'm all about inspiration. Again, even if it's just on a paranormal, I want to, the people there going, oh, wow, there's this new possibility of thought or perception and being able to help spirits. Okay, you are heard. Um, and I, 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 that is my big picture. And the little picture is I, I like a challenge and I like excitement. You know, I want I like the unknown. I like, this is crazy. We don't know what's going to happen. Can you kind of explain, you know, for people that, that don't normally use dowsing rods, how they work? Yeah, energy. Dowsing rods. I, my, my light up ones are upstairs, but they've been used <laughs> forever. As you know, that, you know, you find water in the desert, contractors use them. Right. They're, they're just energy. You, I, there's lots of things you could teach. Is it energy doing it as a guide? But in mine, I've got not a nuance. They cross on yes, not on no. Um, we are in each the same house. No, we're not. We're talking to each other electronically. Uh -huh. Yes, we are. They will point to spirits like my my best ghost right now. Her name is Adrian. She's over there. Point to Adrian. It's going to point to Adrian. It's energy. Everything is energy. These are just a tool to do that energy. You don't need these. You can go, I'm feeling something over here. But it's really good for divination and yes, no questions. Um, I do a lot of house clearing and you feel the energy is like, ah, this is me doing it, obviously. Oh, my God, the energy is so chaos here. Oh, it's smooth here. Oh, everything's leading to this closet. Everything's leading to this closet. Let's go see what that is. I know the nuances of mine right over left. If it's especially the divination, right over left means you or the person you're talking about is making that happen by actions or intent. And when it's left over right, it's outside source, God, somebody else, another entity is doing it. Uh -huh. So you can tell clearer stories. Uh -huh. Does it take a lot of energy for the entity to move those? Not when you can get your energy out of it. 
It's so funny. It's a really great meditation practice. I want to go on my I want to go on my island trip too. I hope we got it made. I've got I did Ireland two years ago. It was great, and we're waiting on the health of May. So when you first hand somebody dowsing rods, you're like, oh, they're running all over. Just mm -hmm. practice holding them because you have to get your energy completely out. And that's a really good breathing and meditation technique. And when you get to this spot, it's real easy for spirits to move them. Okay. Well, interesting. Interesting. Well, so how can people, God, this has been great. Thank you so much. You're a great host. Thank, well, thank you. you. I appreciate it. I would love to get you on another another time yeah. further down the line. After after the yeah, I would have other books out. I'm leaving that. for all parts. Yeah, that works. So how, how can people find you? PattyNegri.com. P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. From there, you can get to my YouTube page. Lots of free lessons. From there, you can get to my legitimate um, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, or X, TikTok, because I have a lot of fakes out there. I will never contact you and solicit. I will never DM you, uh -huh. ever. Um, I mean, unless you, it's, we're like, hey, Charlotte, I'm going to see you here. You know, not, I'm, I've been thinking about you and you need a reading. Um, but I'm verified everywhere except for TikTok. But you could get to my school. You could get to my my merch line, my Patty's Power Panties, my Spellcaster line, because everything is magic in my world. Even your underwear. Change your underwear, change your life. <laughs> Fantastic. And the title of your book again for everybody. Old World Magic for the Modern World. Tips, there tricks, and techniques. And again, easiest book you've ever read. And it tells you why you put a little salt in your toilet to get rid of angst and everything. Uh, why you stir out oh, simple, simple. How to talk to the dead people. It's good. Easy. Fantastic. Fantastic. Again, thank you so much. It was a wonderful thank interview. You. And thank I'll you be so I'll be looking forward to talking to you again. Me too. I mean, too. Right. Thank, you. Thank you, Patty. Have a great evening. Okay, bye. All right, guys. That was that. That was fun. I've been wanting to talk to her for years, so I was real excited to have her on. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a little bit of change of pace. Not much. Uh, Roxy Tart is going to be with us. Roxy Tart is an internet influencer, and she's also involved with the Great Ghost Project. And that is, uh, the, the, you know, they haven't yet really reopened the Queen Mary to the public after having to do some revisions on it. However, a paranormal team was able to get in there, and they have set up, you know, in conjunction with, with the people that run the Queen Mary, they, they've set up a, a program where they do official investigations of the Queen Mary. Roxy, is, Roxy Tart is part of those investigations, and they take a tour through for a certain amount of, uh, for, for a certain amount of money, you know, just to raise funds. They will take you three hours on an official investigation of the Queen Mary. So Roxy's going to be with us tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific to talk about that. And I'm just going to let you guys know ahead of time, Roxy is a character. So it's, it's, going, to be a, it's going to be a wild ride. All right. So I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show... Share it with five of your enemies because we're all equal opportunity here. We're just trying to build up. I'm hoping to get those thousand subscribers by Christmas, which would be a great Christmas gift, and start rolling through that. Plus, we're going to be doing some different stuff with the Patreon as well. Nancy Matson and Karen Clark and I uh, have decided that uh, we, 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 we want to do on-air on readings for you guys, psychic readings. But the key is is that you know we, we want to have more time than just this, this hour that 
that that we do it here on this show. So we were thinking of setting something up over at the Patreon so that you could even get longer readings if you wanted them. For instance, you know, because there's three levels. There's a $5 level, there's a $10 level at the Patreon, and a $15 level. Well, obviously, the $5 level would be a five-minute reading. The $10 level would be a would be a 10 minute reading and the $15 level would be you know, around a 15 minute reading with Nancy or with, or with Karen Clark. So we're just trying to figure out the logistics on all this and how we're going to do it. But that that's something that uh, we're looking at doing really soon here. So I just want to make that announcement. And again, I've got uh, a few events over, over on the meetup. If you guys want to join in on those, you know, I've, I've got the EVP class. I've got the meditation thing going on. So, uh, check all that out and, uh, be sure to look, look out for us. We're going to be, uh, filming a bunch of stuff with the paranormal team coming up here as well. We may even do a couple live investigations for Halloween. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow at 6 30 PM Pacific. Y'all have a great evening and, uh, night. <laughs>